Hello and welcome to episode 273 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have an interview with Anthony Stokes, creator of Decay, issue two coming soon to Kickstarter. This is Matt and I'm joined by Constructing Comics co-host Noah. Hey there. Anthony, thanks so much for coming back on the podcast. We're really excited. Noah and I are big fans of issue one and, you know, um, you've been gracious enough to provide us previews of, of issue two. Um, but let's start off as we normally do. We, we ask for two things. We ask for a very quick bio and an elevator pitch for, for the book. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I remember you guys are my first uh, like indie comic uh, uh, interview. So it's nice that, you know, we come full circle for the second one. Awesome. So thank you for having me. And the you said elevator pitch second was the first thing uh just just a quick bio you know a little bit about yourself you know um what you do with 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 comics and stuff like that would be great absolutely so i'm originally a screenwriter and uh a lot of horror a lot of thrillers essentially and then i pivoted over to comic books because um it was a little bit more practical to make and i brought a lot of the um, like the visual storytelling, I, I feel from movies to comic books. We talked um, at length about, you know, Tarantino and how he tells his stories and, and hides exposition and such on the last pod. And as far as a elevator pitch for Decay, Decay to me is if you like drama and you like human stories, but you also like some of the trappings like um, gore and world building that you can get in comic books so uh, to me it's it's melding like a real human story along with some some comic book trappings and genre trappings that hopefully are executed very well yeah um so i'm gonna lead off with with the first question you know we're we're here to talk about issue two but what is your overall plan for for decay do you you have sort of an end point that you you have mapped out and you you have a number of issues you're shooting for do do you have that at this point absolutely so decay is actually already written um it's going to be a five issue series i like the idea of something that had a definitive ending Um, something that had a very tight story that was a massive because I was told multiple times, hey, start off small, Mm -hmm. you know, when when you're when you're jumping, especially you're jumping into something brand new, start off small. So it's gonna be five issues. And then the general premise of bringing somebody back from the dead and playing God, I do have two other ideas for a a spinoff, essentially. So Decay might be something that I'm working on. Like the premise might be something that I'm working on, you know, as long as I'm writing. And then for this, this main series, um, I got three more issues. Yeah. So it sounds like you have a good plan to, to give the reader, you know, a satisfying beginning, middle and end. Uh, But you're allowing yourself, you know, chances to tell side stories, explore different uh, aspects of of the world that you're creating. Is that is that what your hope is? Absolutely. Like the next one is going to be I'm going to give you guys a little exclusive. It's going to be a Western. So I've already worked on I'm already writing that one. So that one's going to be a Western, uh, uh, not necessarily a prequel, but just like I said, taking that that taking those themes of like death and um, playing God and then and then 
you know, t- telling a story with it. So, yeah, absolutely. Cool. So, no, I'm going to I'm going to let you ask a question because I know you said you, you have you have plenty for Anthony. So, no, you're up. Well, I guess I just wanted to ask about, you know, uh, I, I asked this with a lot of people who come on, you know, the second or third time, just sort of what uh, if, if you had any lessons that you learned like the last time around, you know, your first time doing a Kickstarter for a comic, first time writing a comic, were there any things that you sort of picked up on, on the last go around and are applying to this this issue? Man, it's almost like I could fill a whole like podcast with just this question. <laughs> uh-huh. Great. Um, w- when I started out, I had no knowledge. I was just really plucky, you know, like, hey, I'm going to do this thing. Didn't know about exporting to CMYK. Didn't know about margins. Didn't know about templates. Um, so I really got bit. I got bit a lot. I did not give my artist a template. And when it came to print, I had to pay somebody like $300 to go through and just clip or add to the pages to make them fit to the printing template. And um, I think when I was making the first one, it took so long and, 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 and not the, not, that's not a complaint. Like I really appreciate, um, I really appreciate that good things take time, of course. But at that point, without having made that first comic book, I was getting super anxious. Um, certain, certain things I noticed, I was like, I'm gonna let that rock. I just need to get this thing done. Um, and you know, the results, the results, I, we all, we all agree the results are pretty good. And then, so this one is just cleaning up certain things, having a better understanding of paneling, having a better understanding of visual arts, I'm on social media. Um, I'm sure Matt see me. I'm mm-hmm. on social media every day. Uh, just just promoting the hell out of myself, trying to trying to make sure I can get in the black from the first issue. So it, it, it's been a lot. Uh, almost feel like a new person to be 100 <laughs> percent honest. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I like. Uh, yeah, I like to always hear that sort of you know like what you learn, what you're applying now. And I'll just say, I'll just throw this out there. And Matt knows this. If you ever need help with formatting, you can just throw it my way. I won't charge you anything. Always happy to help out. Um, but I, I get that completely. Like I understand like the, the uphill struggles with visual arts. Cause uh, yeah, I just had to submit a book to a printer and it just seemed to take forever. Even now in my like seventh year of doing this stuff that like, I still have to adjust margins like all the time. Mm-hmm. So but that's that's awesome, man. And um, like when you were like, so when you're talking about paneling, were you making adjustments to your new script um, when it came to like panel description um, now with like the book design in mind? It was just it was a lot of inf- the case you won told, covered a lot of ground. And again we all agree that the paneling wasn't it wasn't too many panels on one page but it was a little busier than i'd like oh also one big change there's an onomatopoeias now so um go back and read issue one yeah yeah (laughs) go back and read issue one there's none of them and and just trying to make things just just trying to take a second to be like taking a step back and being like okay let's let's get this right not that the case you the one very very aesthetically pleasing but just trying to take it to that next level to kind of kind of 
make sure things are just aligned a little bit better. There's less nine panel pages, you know, so uh, just just trying to step it up a little bit. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a there's a couple of schools of thought. Um, I don't work in the IT world. I you know I work in a world where I have interactions with with people who are in the IT world. But it's like um, there's a there's a couple of you know things that you always hear. It's the uh, the minimal viable product is the thing that you can put out. And there's like the the idea of like failing fast, which seems like that might have been you know two things that you that you that you did and you know obviously as somebody who loves uh issue one you know you put this thing out there it was a comic book it told the story it got all these things done and you know people were able to follow the narrative and you learned a lot of that but then on the back end you know you're learning all of these other things that you know we don't really think about you know the 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 headaches with the printer um, you know, setting everything up, you know, getting all that stuff, but you're like, you, you, you jumped in, you did it. Um, you know, you hit a little hurdle, you fixed it. And these are all things that, that you're ready to go with now. So is, is that like a, like a way that you feel about issue one? I have a phrase, um, be ready to get hit in the mouth. <laughs> uh, and that's what happened. I, I, I jumped in and, and I, I, you know, what's funny. I was perfectly prepared for a Kickstarter. Like I did all my studying for like a year about Kickstarters. So the Kickstarter more or less went off without a hitch, mm-hmm. but I didn't study the margins. I didn't study the fucking like anything else that, <laughs> that would have helped. So I remember I went to my first con. I went to my first con and all I had was one, I had one cover and then I had some posters and two stickers and I got, I didn't get the artist alley. I got this big ass 10 foot table and didn't even have the materials to cover it all the way. And I didn't have my two variant covers. I still don't have issue two yet. And I just went in here like, this is going to suck. This is really going to suck, you know, but I sat down, I did it. I made a decent bit of money and I learned a lot. So Mm -hmm. don't be ready. Don't, don't be afraid to take your lumps. It (laughs) is a big, is a big thing with me. So um, I'm thinking that uh, I might actually have to do a spinoff podcast all about creators uh, not thinking about that whole sort of last moment or not last moment, but the last steps of, of you know, creating a comic book at, with, with the printer and all of that stuff, because this is a this is a common story that we've all heard and I've experienced firsthand is you make the comic, everything's going well. And then you, you know, you submit files and it's like, hey, this is off, fix this. And depending on who you're going with, it, you know, Noah and I have worked with people who are like, hey, your files are wrong, fix them. And we're like, what's wrong with them? And they're like, fix them. And we're like, we don't know what you're talking about. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's it's a it's a very common occurrence. But I think once you experience that once you sort of, um, you know, you've put that behind you or you you know what to expect or you you're a little bit more prepared when the when the printer comes back and goes hey you know this this balloon looks like it's going to get chopped off and stuff like that so yeah maybe maybe there's a maybe there's a future in a in a podcast about printing comics i mean yeah <laughs> I, I, yeah i mean there there could be some horror stories involved absolutely because yeah there's all these resources about making the comic book and you know your 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 variant artist your artist they 
they might know a little bit, but they might not even know that you're missing the information. So, mm-hmm. damn, yeah, I wish I could listen to this back then. <laughs> but ultimately, it's like touching a stove, you know, sure. like nothing is going to nothing touching a hot stove. Obviously. Yeah, nothing is going to like nothing is going to like really like hit the information to stick like like getting like I said, getting your teeth knocked out, you know, mm-hmm. so. Maybe it's best to let people just learn on their own, truthfully. Yeah. yeah. So, so no, I'm going to turn it over to you for, for the next question. Yeah, I guess I was just going to talk to you about, like, I, I kind of like that I'm, I'm looking at the pages right now and I see that you're still co- sort of, like, I, I can tell, like, the screenwriting, you know, your, your, your sort of screenwriting, um, like, disciplines are still in play with this, this issue, which I really like. Like, there's, there is dialogue, but there's very little of it. Like you do let the art just sort of breathe still, which I'm very happy to see. Um, and it seems like you still got like that great rhythm from the first issue. And I, I guess I was just going to talk to you about sort of the evolution there um, with the second issue. Were you more like conscious about that this time around? Like, you know, okay, like, you know, like this many balloons on this page, you know, that kind of thing. And this page will just sort of be like all silent because like, that's what I need it to be. And, and things like that. I just, I, I'm always, I always like to talk to people about, you know, pacing and rhythm and things and pages. It's less is more, right. I'm paying right. X amount for the, this artist. Why would I cover up the art? <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and, and um, I, I talking to my, my letterer. Um, it was funny. Cause my letter, he likes, he likes adding dialogue, you know, like that's what he does. <laughs> And so he, he, he added dialogue here and it was, and it, 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 a lot of it was necessary. A lot of it was really good. And then I said, okay, the happy medium between the happy medium between like, okay, my style of like, I want as little dialogue as possible. I was reading, I was reading this combo page and it was like a double, double page in the le- entire left page was bubbles. And then half of the right page was bubbles. And somebody was like, um, you got some comic in your novel. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's and, and I don't know, man. Like, yeah, if you're going to give me a novel, give me a novel. But I feel like with a comic book, again, you should let it let it be told visually. Now, like I said, we we added onomatopoeias and I'm very lucky that my art, my letterer, SK, is fantastic at, at what he does. And the yeah, the the onomatopoeias are gorgeous, but i've been i've been writing for so long it's like automatic and and issue Mm. three has a lot of dialogue so that's something that when i'm working on issue three issue i think issue two probably has more action than issue one when i'm working on issue three i'm like okay uh oh i'm gonna try to you'll notice i think on page 20 23 or 22 there's um a black there's a lot of text and there's a black box because um, I knew I, I thought it was gonna be more text than it was, honestly. But I was like, I, I want to make sure that this isn't crowded. So I'd rather just be no visual. Like if yeah. you're going to have a, and there's, there's a page like that in issue one as well. That's just black with text. I'm like, if you're going to have a bunch of text, don't make it super busy. You know, just make it a black page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or a black panel. Yeah, I was gonna. Uh, yeah, real that 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 panel stuck out while I was flipping through. Uh, I really liked that. Was that something that you saw in another book that you were like, "Oh, I like how that's used," or was that just something you thought of when you were writing? That might have been like might have been something I picked up because I, I do read a lot of manga. Um, and I oh yeah, remember a lot of times it'll be like a picture. It'll be a picture of scenery with a bunch of dialogue. 
Yeah. So um, it, it takes place in the morgue, so there wasn't much scenery. So maybe that's just where my head went. But um, probably just instincts, like consuming a lot of media. Like I said, doing this for 10 years, probably something I just picked up. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so, you know, one of the things we talked about with you uh, when we talked about the K-1 was we were all really, uh, I should say Noah and myself, were just really impressed with the pacing of this book. But this book, uh, you know, we had action sequences in, in the first book, but this book we have, you know, issue two, we have, uh, you know, a much larger action sequence. So I think the, you know, the limited dialogue um, in the show don't tell aspect that you have of this sort of like ramps up that action we feel like it's moving quickly as these characters are you know confronting each other battling with each other there's results of the battle so I, I so do you do you, you know we talked about this a little bit but that that seems like that was a conscious choice by you to 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 limit the you know the the narration the dialogue so that we're like we're in here with the characters and when they're battling they're fighting like it it, it feels like it's moving quickly yeah pacing is a big thing and a lot of people i don't say a lot of people like some people have an issue with my pace and they say it's too fast <laughs> Um, which is a valid that's subjective is entirely fine now what's mm-hmm. not subjective is that adding we're talking about go back to printing um you got to print in i hate this in four you got to print by multiples of four correct right so me adding a page of dialogue to have a character maybe have an extra conversation that you're used to might cost me like four hundred dollars just to produce and get lettered and then god knows how much in printing total overall yeah yeah so less is more like quite literally like um, you know, so that that's that's always something in the pacing. To me, the pacing was all about just I'm not going to waste any time. I'm going to have small moments that the characters are going to be human. Every character in, her, in here gets a chance to be human, but I'm mm-hmm. not going to waste. I'm not going to waste anybody's time. Sure. And it's you know, it's very and I, I feel like it's very much the the modern school of, of storytelling. Like if you read. um like a modern daredevil book, like that book is going to flow quickly. You know, there's going to be a lot of jumping off of buildings, battling. But then if you go back to say like a seventies or an eighties daredevil book, they're all going to walk out and they're going to like declare their intentions. You know, it's going to be like, I bullseye am the best marksman in the history of the world. And I'm going to throw this trading card at you and it's going to hit you in your neck and then they do it and <laughs> yeah. like that's not what that's not what we do anymore as some people with, do it yeah yeah but that's not like that that's not how modern storytelling is done which is you know what you're doing here it's you know it's obviously you could have one of your characters walk out and be like you know I'm here for my revenge and to extract my revenge, I'm going to do this, this, this to you. And then, you know, that character does that, but this is very much in the school of, um, you know, how people tell stories in the, in the modern, you know, where we are now with, with comic storytelling. So I, I feel like moving fast is not, not a bad thing. Let me see something else real quick. Is sure. that something I'm really proud of with issue two is um, Matt, stone and trey parker were talking about story and um if anybody watches south park you would know these guys are like 
clinical about like story structure and like plot structure. And they said, if you have a bunch of story beats, if you can put and then in between the story beats, I'm not paraphrasing here. It's like you fucked up. Like, (laughs) but if you put before or therefore or or because of the the story beats, that means you have a good story. And what I realized is you can pretty much put in then between any two story points like that's just that's just something to keep in mind but what i realized is when you have that therefore like when it's super strong it makes a story like addicting like you have to keep reading because you're like every moment is consequential and then as far as the k issue two what i like is that every every next scene has a lead into it like um for instance the uh, uh uh the one of the character says to another character you smell like shit so <laughs> next scene they're taking a shower yeah it, it's stuff like that i i was really happy about that i was like okay i don't know i i you do because i wrote this man i wrote this last year certainly and man it might have been a it might have been a year ago that i wrote this um i work i work a lot i work ahead Mm-hmm. and i'm like man i did myself a lot of favors by structuring it like this because everything leads into the next and there's also like a phrase or a visual indicator for almost all every transition and hopefully that helps because i know like i said a lot of people say oh this moved too fast for me you know they should pick up one of those one of those 70s uh daredevil uh, mm-hmm. comic books <laughs> yeah i i have to say well i have i have a couple thoughts there you know one i've i've been, i think about that a lot because like yeah, I think about like my favorite movie is like Raiders of the Lost Ark, and that movie's all about like therefore, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, every uh, Indiana Jones makes an action, and therefore this happens, right? So you know the the sand is is the sand in the bag is too light, therefore the temple starts to collapse, and therefore Indiana Jones doesn't have his have an easy escape. It's right. just sort of like it's just nice to think that way. And then I was thinking about recently because of the Obi Wan Kenobi series coming oh, out. And I'm excited about it. I really am because I'm a child of the prequels. And I, and not because I like think they're good movies, but I was rewatching them and realizing how boring oh. Obi-Wan's story is across all three films because there are no therefores with anything that he does. Like he just goes with the plot. And I, I just sort of think about how that's sort of, that's so important to stories and how so many people just don't understand how uh, like not compelling that is when a character isn't making choices and isn't doing things and is just sort of having the and then right a lot of superhero movies doing that now yeah yeah um, like I, even I, joker I, like yeah. it's a lot of just him doing random shit and you're just like all right man like like okay well i'll say even i i mean i like it but i will even say the batman has a lot of that oh my too. god i didn't want to say it <laughs> yeah i was like i'll say that like that movie does not have a lot of batman making choices that affect the plot and it's and it, it, like it, and he does have he does make choices that affect the plot, but it is it's not a lot. It's very much an and then story. He's a very dry character in that, and I understand that we 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 know the Batman movies about the villain, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But either way, it's a good movie. It's just not it's just not as compelling as something like The Dark Knight, where where Batman is making choices that affect the cur- like the course of the trajectory of things. And I I respect the hell out of that movie because of that reason. But either way, um. One of the things I like about that, and also it just leads to concise storytelling, but one thing that I like about how you do it, especially with crowdfunded comics, is that 
a lot of people are telling sort of grander narratives with Kickstarter books where they have issue one and then a couple months later issue two. But the hard part is, is that like, if you're like me, I forget my month to month books, what happens in them. But like your books mm -hmm. are sort of nice and brisk so that like, if I need to reread issue one, it yeah. won't take me very long. And that's, that's sort of really nice in like a, in a crowdfunded way, because that's sort of refreshing because I don't have to go back and read a very heavy text at first issue. Like I can just sort of go through it. Readability <laughs> is a big thing and, and yeah. nobody knows me, any, owes me anything in the comic book industry, certainly. Um, why would I make it hard for somebody to consume my book? Exactly. You know? Um, so yeah, that, that was a big thing. Like, I want people to have fun while reading it. I'd rather you be like, Ooh, that was a little fast. And I feel like sometimes like, damn, I, I read this. There's a, there's actually a scene in here. I was like, shit, that they were right. That did move a little quickly, <laughs> but it looks good. It's easy on the eyes, you know? Yeah, so, no, I, it's great. So when Noah was talking about how he like, and you know, um, I have some, some, you know, memory issues from from time to time but i think one thing that you did really great with this issue too and i'm not going to you know go into you know explain too many things but in the first two pages you get us caught up really quickly without that sort of like that old marvel you know that first page that's like you know an image of spider-man and it's like last issue this 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 and happened but in, the, in these first two pages you catch us up very quickly um, I almost feel like I could pick up issue two with and with these first two pages, you know, get connected to these two characters and realize, um, you know, something happened to one of the characters, you know, met up with character two and there's a connection there. So, uh, you know, even with readability and people forgetting um, without, you know, going into too many like details you you catch people up pretty quickly on these first two pages was that a plan by you i don't think that was a plan i think everything just works back to efficient storytelling mm -hmm. and getting caught up could i sh have shown somebody rambling through the street sure can i have seen you know because she had been watching a movie before he showed up sure could she make herself yes is that necessary for the story absolutely not so mm -hmm. you're definitely keyed, in, keyed into something i was working towards absolutely Awesome. So, um, you know, I feel like we, we've touched a lot on on story. Um, uh, I want to ask a couple questions about the creative team. This is the the same creative team for um, from issue one. Is, is that correct? No, I got a new letterer, letter. New letter. SK, and we're in, we're in an indie comics conspiracy. I'm, I'm, we were in the same Facebook group with them. OK. And um, he's like a pseudo. I kind of made him my mentor. It wasn't really by choice. I just started asking, asking him a bunch of questions. And like, I was like, hey, how do I do this? How do I do that? So he's been a massive help. Yeah, I see SK posting a lot on various uh, platforms. So I'm, I'm familiar with the name. So I'm glad that you guys were able to, to hook up. He's incredible, man. I mean, he put me on to these guys will have a pre-launch page up for like six months. Oh, with, and get like, have you got like 300, his, his, oh, I'm blanking on the name. One of his, uh, one of his comic book, like pre-launch space had 300 followers. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So he was I'm like, how do you get 300 followers on it? And he was like, just get that pre-launch page up ready. You don't even have to have your Kickstarter, like mm -hmm. campaign totally ready. Like I'm working on mods right now. And my page has been up since 
probably December. Yeah. Wow. That was a big thing for me was like, yeah, <clears throat> I think we, you want to do all your work for the campaign before the campaign starts. True, true. So he was a big help. And then I'm back with Marcelo, who me, me and him are, I think, I think his art has gotten a lot better. I, I think issue two is better than issue one in most ways. And I think uh, me and Marcelo, our, our chemistry and our work, like going up the back for this guy is, has definitely improved since issue one. And so I, I'm guessing, and you know, things change, but uh, are you guys um, trading notes on, on issue three? Uh, you know, it's, it's a very difficult situation as a, as an indie creator, you know, you're, you're crowdfunding, you know, one issue, you're prepping all of that stuff for, um, you know, Kickstarter, but sometimes in the background, you're like, Hey guys, let's, uh, you know, let's, let's get started on, on the next issue. Is, is that the, the case for you guys right now? Yeah. So I work ahead. So mm-hmm. with issue one, I was like, I want again, cause I'm like, I, I, some people, some people I've been called a failed screenwriter. So I've, I've failed a lot. And I was like, I want to do everything I can to make this comic thing work. So I was mm-hmm. like, all right, I don't want to rush. I don't do deadlines. I, I really don't like doing deadlines. It, it, I'll kind of see the pace he's at and be like, Hey, do you think we could get this done by, the approximate time I think you'll be finished and I'll plan around that. Sure. Um, I, I really want to treat, I really want to treat artists well, um, a hundred percent. And so I was like, all right, let's finish issue one. I can send it out to everybody. I mean, I probably sent issue one out to like 300 people. Um, just, just free, just, just trying to get some word of mouth going. And when I did the campaign that helped a lot because um, there was word of mouth and people were already familiar. And then you had like what people would consider a good cliffhanger. And while campaign, while first campaign was active, he was drawing issue two. Um, and it's the same way right now. He's he's on page three of issue three right now. Cool. So I'm I'm all about working ahead to me being prepared makes everything so much easier. And do you have any, um, you know, as somebody who works um, somewhat ahead, do you have any issues like switching your creative, you know, mindset when, you know, you're on issue three, you know, well, actually you've written, you know, up to issue five. Five. Uh, so I'm somewhere, so with your, you know, in your creative head, you're here, but if like, let's just say, you know, your artist comes back with a question, you know, you guys have finished too, but let's just say he comes back with a question on, on issue three. Is it difficult for you to like shift back and go, okay, when I was writing this, this is what I was thinking and, and able to answer his questions. Well, when you keep it, when you keep it simple, it's like, it's just, to me, it's just one story. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's not. And that's the good thing about making it about stories. That it's, it's one story for me that is just segmented. Mm-hmm. So when I'm thinking, I'm where. What I would do when I was when I, okay, so issue one was coming out. All right, let me edit issue two and kind of update it as necessary. He would make adjustments. I'm going back. I'm editing issue three. I'm editing issue four. Um, just edited, just re-edited issue four. Gave it a look over. I haven't added the paneling yet, but that's something I'll probably do soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, to me, it's just it's just one. To me, in my head, it's just one long comic book that's split up five times. Cool. Cool. No, uh, I, I asked a couple of questions there. I want to make sure you get a chance to, to chime in here. 
No, I was really interested in listening to all that. And I was wondering, does, has Marcelo read all five uh, issue scripts or is he just sort of going issue by issue? He's issue by issue. He's he's um commissioned and I don't like burdening people like um, I think he is personally invested in I, I think he wants the project to do well. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I, I don't think I don't think it's fair. I mean, it might be a good. Also, I don't know if I mentioned this last time. He doesn't speak English. Right. Um, He speaks Portuguese. Mm-hmm. He's Brazilian. So mm-hmm. it's 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 um could i could i sent that out to him yeah but i don't want to like i said i don't want to overburden him you know like it might make the story better for sure but um is that do i want to put too much on his plate do i want to add more reading especially because again he does you know it's a it's it's a it's a not even a second language for him it's not a language he speaks so Mm -hmm. i i didn't right yeah that that makes a lot of sense and um yeah, so I guess when you're writing your again, I'm sorry not to go back to writing scripts, but like you know, if you need Please. to be setting something up for another issue, it's got to be in the text. Like you know, you can't be like, you know, like being like, hey, reminder, like this happens in issue five or something like that. You know, like you you have to be setting it up. You have to be very clear in the panel description. Like this is important for later. It's the onus is on me to have it in the script to set certain things up. Yeah. Yes. Um. A- absolutely that's great that's really great cool so you know i i feel like we we've talked a lot about you know story aspects um i want to turn our attention to to crowdfunding and sort of the the lessons that you've learned uh so you're going here with two i'm guessing you you learned the you know the the kickstarter thing that we've all learned that there's a there's a lot of action uh, at the beginning, you have sort of a dead period in the middle, and then there's a there's a rush again at the end. So you, I, I feel like you're prepared for that. Um, with this being a um, with an issue two, I guess maybe your hope is that you can hook new readers, get them to go back. But do you want to talk a little bit about your your crowdfunding philosophy here? Yeah, absolutely. So, like I said, get that get that pre-launch page up and do everything you can. Sure. So uh, I don't know. I'm gonna say this to you guys. Um, I'm I'm trying to schedule 30 interviews for this for this for this um this campaign. Right. Nice. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to do as much. I'm like, man, if I do I, like I, in my head, if I could schedule like an interview every day for for May, like yeah. that'd be incredible. So definitely do your. Uh, to me, I'm motivated a lot by by fear. Um, so I'm like, I need to do everything I can, <clears throat> everything I can morally within my morals. You know, I'm not going to spam anybody. Mm-hmm. I, I hate when I add somebody and they like send me their Kickstarter link or their, their whatever. Like I'm not doing that, but, um, I'm definitely, I'm definitely getting that pre-launch page up as soon as possible. I'm setting up interviews because why not? You know, mm-hmm. yeah. You, I'm trying to build, I'm trying to, because it, it's expensive, you know, like it is very expensive to make. And the, the, oh my God, the printing costs must've went up like 20%. Yeah. As of yeah. lately. Yeah. I was, I was, I was on a, uh, I was on a show the other day and they were talking about, you know, just, you know, in the last six months, how the, you know, the, the rates have changed so much. So yeah, that's definitely something that, that we all have to think about. Yeah, I mean, do whatever you're comfortable with. I mean, yeah, Matt, Matt, see me on Twitter. I'm, I'm, I'm promoting other artists and myself pretty much all day, and um, I'm trying to build like I'm trying to build like groundswell. 
mm-hmm. an organic an organic fan base i need to build it fast you know because i'm trying to get in the black you know real bad mm-hmm. so um if if you think it'll help and you're not you're not bothering anybody go ahead and do it you know and then you like like i'm always gonna I'm always going to ask to, to, to do this, to do this podcast. Right. Yeah. Like this, this so. is stuff. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm hoping welcome back, but <laughs> these are the kind of things you should be doing. You should be networking and, and, and getting, you start starting real relationships in the industry is massive. Um, like, like Matt backed my campaign. I backed uh Mossville. I can't wait for that. And then Thank you. I feel like it was something else. I can't remember. I, like, um, something else. But yeah, that, that's what you're supposed to do. And then you'll have people that will have advice or have their own thoughts and their own philosophies. And we can all, you know, get better and, 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 and thrive, hopefully. Yeah, I think the way that we connected was um, we've had a guy on our podcast, you know, three, maybe four times, Jonathan Thompson. And you put out a tweet saying, Hey, you know, I'm looking for podcasts to, to go on. And, you know, you were connected with Jonathan. So he was like, Hey, check out my, my, my pals, Noah and Matt at constructing comics. So I see a tweet where somebody I know, you know, like, and trust, you know, recommends that you come on. I think maybe I sent you a DM. I'm like, Hey, let's set something up. So like that, that, that networking, that, that being out there, uh, is very beneficial. That's not what that that I and I hope you see I, I plug your podcast a lot. I think yeah. it's a super people are going to this is going to be the first stop for a lot of people making comic books. And that's that's super important. Um, So you guys are going to have a lot of love in the industry, of course. But people are like, who? what? What? You know, I'm pro my, pro my comic book. What? What? Uh, what podcast should I go on? I just tag you guys. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I found you on Facebook, <laughs> blowing up your mentions. No, uh, I, I love it. I love it. Don't worry. Yeah, about thank it, you. <laughs> no, I'm scared. I'm, I'm like a pest on Twitter. I'm like, whatever, you know, shit, it's working. But uh, <laughs> I saw you guys on Facebook somehow and I met you through Facebook. But OK, that is that is a, a bit of it is network, networking is super important, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I had like a lot of people like probably like 10 people that you know i really consider like okay these are my these are my indie comic friends and you know i'm gonna try to get up to baltimore a baltimore con meet up with you guys one day tell you um, maybe maybe this year but yeah networking is super important yeah and it's always great because it keeps us inspired too we always learn new things from all the new people that we meet um so appreciate you appreciate obviously your your support and uh you know but it's uh it's always cool just to have you on to see just what you're learning especially someone who's sort of new to doing comics but not new to telling stories it's it's really cool to learn i was talking to this one guy um if john wall um mm-hmm. in any comic conspiracy and john v wall i believe and v wall jesus john wall the fourth like he had the iv like the roman numerals mm-hmm. he was talking we were talking and he was talking about like hey you need an editor, you know, doing being being very per, persistent. And I was like, I told him, like, hey, I think we all have our own creative processes. Um, I, I, I'm not anti there's there is a segment of people that are anti editor. 
um, which I think is not a great mentality to have. I think the phrase was like those who can't write edit, which I think <laughs> is very ignorant. Um, and uh, I could have used editor for issue one to be hundred percent honest, but my thing, and I, we were going back and forth and he was like, I feel like you're saying you're too good for an edit, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that an editor doesn't work for my creative process. Again, my artist is Portuguese, uh, speaks Portuguese. So shit, like an editor might have a note that I might not even be able to convey to my artist, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is, you know, that it's, it's a, a, a small con to me because the, the art looks fantastic. And I'm talking to him. I send him, I send the K and I'm just like, look, man, um, you know, it's great that it's great that you got, you got like storytelling is universal, you know? So yeah. while I've only been making comic books for a year, I've been telling stories for almost like 15 years. Right. And I sent him, I was like, I send, I send the K issue one. He was like, yeah, I can tell you, you know what you're, what you're talking about. Not necessarily that I don't need an editor, but I'm, I certainly know storytelling very well. Yeah. And that's, you know, like we, we talk about a lot, like we, 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 we interview a lot of writers who came from sort of like screenwriting backgrounds, novel writing backgrounds. Then every once in a while we get musicians, you know, song lyricists, all that kind of stuff. It's sort of great to see everybody's different approach to things. And even across like, you know, the people who share, share similar backgrounds, like screenwriters and novelists, there's not one way to approach it. So, you know, we talked about Jonathan Thompson and he is a lot more wordy than you are in your scripts. Mm -hmm. And he's a screenwriting, he has a screenwriting background as well. So it's just sort of cool to see like, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier with like, you know, people sort of saying like, your book moves too fast, but it's like, well, like there's no rule that it has to move a certain way, right? Right. It's just whatever suits the the story best. And like we're not asking like the the people who write wordy scripts to stop writing comics mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like we can have everybody here doing making comics and telling stories it's just yeah it's it's cool and it's sort of yeah so i just like you know i don't think we go i don't think we'd say to enough people like even if we don't like what they do which i do like what you do like you know just thanks for contributing to the ever-growing atmosphere of storytelling out there no yeah, absolutely. And um, it's, it's, I, I love it. And truthfully, it's, it's, it's my first love, you know, telling stories and all that stuff. And, and uh, I think is, I think is great. Like, and not what I explained, I was like, comic, I mean, I thought comics were supposed to be like, I was telling them, I was like, if I can't do what I want in the comic book industry, like something, something's wrong, especially if I'm paying for everything, you know? Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, that was definitely, yeah, that was, that was a very interesting conversation. Genuinely very interesting conversation. Yeah. Awesome. So let's, let's do this as, as we wrap up, uh, Anthony, let people know, um, where to find you online. Um, just give us, uh, a little bit more of an elevator pitch about decay, um, (laughs) and everything that you, that you mentioned, we're going to put into the show notes, um, for for people listening, because we want them again. You know, we're a little bit about a month before the uh, the launch of the Kickstarter, but we want to get as many followers on that that pre launch page as, as possible. So yeah, again, um, social media links, a little bit more about the K um, from from you, please. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So I'm on Twitter at Stokes to Writer. 
I'm on Instagram, um, Instagram.com forward slash Decay Comic. Cool. And then I have physical copies of issue one available at decaycomic.com. Very cool. So I'm going to put links to all of that in the show notes. And again, there's going to be a link to the uh, the pre-launch page. So everybody go hit that button. That notify me is really important because mm-hmm. what it does is, you know, you might be going about your day um, and forget that that Kickstarter launches. But if you hit that notify button, you know, you're going to get an email in your in your inbox that says, hey, you know what, that Decay 2 just launched. So get over there and, and, and back it. So we're going to put links to all of that stuff in the show notes. Real quick, can I get you guys' like, thought? I, I think hearing your opinion on it will mm-hmm. definitely help sell. You don't have to be super vague. Don't worry about it. Like, just you can tell me what you thought of it. Of okay. issue two? Yes, please. Or in issue one. Why not? So uh, I'll go I'll go a little bit. I I loved the um that we 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 got into the revenge uh of, of our main character. And as somebody who grew up reading superhero comics but has branched out and you know loves crime comics loves other stuff like i felt like this character i i saw a lot of wolverine in this character because he can go berserker and he has a little bit of the ability to um you know with with what's going on with him you know he can take chances and he can he can heal himself so as a as a guy who loves you know X Men comics, I I really love that. Um, but I'll, I'll turn it over to Noah now. Yeah, I, I think in terms of comparisons, and I I know you're a film guy, so I hope this this I hope you get this reference. But I feel like you're the Jeremy Saulnier of of like of comics right now, where you know if you've watched Jeremy Saulnier's films, Blue Ruin or Green Room. Oh my films, goodness, those <laughs> I love that guy. Yeah, if you if those movies are very sparse in dialogue, but very like and not like typical action thriller movies, but have this very, you know, because this, therefore that, you, you know, mentality throughout their whole story. So nothing feels contrived ever. It all mm-hmm. feels like this is all supposed to happen, but in then sort of in an unexpected way. And it's still shocking when it does happen. So I feel like there's a there's a it's sort of weird but it's like an inevitable shock with your books that i really (laughs) like and it's it's just great to read it and to see sort of the equivalent of those movies in a comic yeah i mean if you thought i wasn't i was leaving here without a uh, noah uh blurb like yeah you're (laughs) crazy um no i I love i love that guy um i love that guy a lot that is that is um better than the time you compared me to quinn tarantino well, you know, I think Tarantino, we talked about last time because you were very like, again, natural in a way where you said about exposition. So, yeah. Yeah. No, awesome. thank you so much. I really, I'm really moved by that. That one of my favorite <laughs> directors, actually. Yeah, mine too. Very yeah. cool. So if it's not obvious from the, uh, you know, how much we love this, this book, uh, Anthony, you have an open invite. Um you know, issue two is going to come out. We're, we're hoping for great things, but uh, you know, let's, let's pencil in that. We're going to, we're going to check in on the state of decay uh, on, on issue three here coming up in, in sometime in the future. Thank you so much, man. No problem. 
All right. So as I stated earlier, I'm going to have links for all of Anthony's stuff. And there will also be a link to the pre-launch page in the show notes. If you want to check out our podcast on social media, we're at we're on Twitter. It's at Construct Compod. Instagram is Constructing Comics Pod and Facebook is Constructing Comics. There will also be a link to Cthulhu Invades Wonderland, which is going into its last week. Um, Noah drew a pinup for that book and I wrote a story for that book. So there'll be a link for that in the show notes as well. But once again, just thanks for listening. Please be nice, be safe, and go out there and make some comics. Thank you. <laughs>